This podcast is a quest for well-being, a quest for a meaningful life through the exploration of fundamental truths, enlightening ideas, insights on physical, mental, and spiritual health. The inspiration is love. The aspiration is to awaken new ways of thinking that can lead us to a new way of being. Being well. Welcome to Body, Mind, and Soul Healing Conversations. Your self-identity is the compass guiding your life's journey. How you define yourself determines the path you walk and the destinations you reach. By intentionally reshaping your self-identity to align with your goals and aspirations, you unlock the power to live a life that reflects your true potential. Remember, you have the agency to define yourself and, in doing so, redefine your life. Embrace this transformative journey, and may it lead you to a reality filled with purpose, fulfillment, and abundance. Valeria interviews Janet Elaine Schmidt. Known as the Healer's Healer, she is the creator and founder of Reprogram for Success and Quantum Consciousness Integration, has a decade of experience as an integrative holistic healing and performance facilitator, motivational speaker, and master mindset coach. With a profound understanding of emotional intelligence, mental acuity, physical well-being, and spiritual alignment, Janet guides individuals and business teams on transformative journeys. Janet's unique approach utilizes energy psychology techniques and methods to change belief systems, enabling clients to transform and reprogram for the success they desire. With a staggering success rate of 95% among her clients, She guides individuals and business teams in identifying and removing energetic blocks and inherited imprints held in the subconscious for generations. Janet equips clients with tools to recognize and discard limiting beliefs, fostering emotional intelligence for prosperous personal and professional lives. Her extensive certifications, including neuro-linguistic programming practitioner, NLP life coach, hypnotherapy, eye movement integration, Advanced Psych K and Advanced Theta Healing, Zero Point Acceleration, and the list goes on, reflect her commitment to excellence. Driven by curiosity and a passion for science and healing modalities, she continually learns and shares wisdom teachings with others. Currently, she's penning her memoir, Voice Consciousness Unedited, further expanding her innovative approach and research. Meet Janet at JanetElaineSchmidt.com. Here's the interview with Janet Elaine Schmidt. In your own words, who is Janet Elaine Schmidt? Well, that's an interesting question because who are any of us? Uh, yes. So I always say that all of us are are products of the divine. So I, I'll, I'll say that first. I'm a mother of three children. They're all grown, a grandchild. But I'm also so many other facets 
you're a mother, you're, you're a teacher, you're a being. But if we're going in the context of the show, I am a performance facility coach. I, I assist people in basically changing up their programming that's not working for them and actually implementing a new way, a new program. So if we look at ourselves as a computer, we come with certain software and we need updates to achieve what we want to achieve. And I'm, I'm, I help assist put in the new update so that you can achieve what you want wish to achieve. Wow. Yeah, this is the main topic. So reprogramming limiting beliefs into self-enhancing beliefs. And then I'll get to the questions in a moment. I have these open questions for you, as I mentioned, off record. So you mentioned product of the divine. That caught my attention. What is the divine to you, Janet? Infinite source. Some people call it God. I don't, I have, I call it God, but it's infinite source. It's, it's something or the universe, something bigger than what we are. We're all a product of that. There's no doubt about that. Scientifically or spiritually speaking, it's all been proven. And uh, some people think we're part of the stardust. Yes. So, yeah. so it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing. But that's the divine to me is a higher, a higher being, a higher, um, if we want to go frequency of energies, it's the ultimate energy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it resonates with me. I guess I wouldn't say product of, but we are that. We are exactly that. There's well, we no are separation. One. Yeah. Yes, right. We are one with it. So yes, uh, the divine's a product of us and we're the product of the divine. Mm, yes. That's how you define spirituality, Janet. Yes. I actually define it that we have, the divine is inside us. We are part of the divine and the divine is part of us. And I always say it's kind of the light inside us. It is our pure essence. We are the pure essence of God and uh, or the universe. And we actually, it's all the other programming or software that I call. <laughs> yes. It's all of that that gets in the way yeah. of actually our pure divine self and being able to actually manifest or or the alchemy of who we really are to produce what we desire in this lifetime. Mm, yeah, that really another, that's another point that resonates true to me, right? That what blocks that pure consciousness is what you call the divine God, this universal limitless energy. Yes, that makes so much sense to me. And a lot of times, you know, that has been my quest, really, it's to kind of understand what it feels like, what it's like beyond material gains or anything that would benefit us personally. But you conclude that, of course, that's just my perspective. How would you describe that once we had or actually cleaned or cleared the blockages? What would that look like? Well, yeah. If we could clear every one of them, uh-huh, yes. we would be pure, <laughs> purely divine. Yes. Uh, but yes. we're here to live mm-hmm. an earthly experience. And in that earthly experience, um, this is the process of releasing. And as we as we release what I call the limited or outdated programs, 
we elevate in our consciousness or we expand in our consciousness, whichever words that you want. Some people don't like expand. Some people don't like elevation. Let's just say we change our octave, our frequency, as we shed the limiting beliefs. And these are beliefs or or limiting uh, programming. Um, And some of these are against our authentic, our pure selves. And so in, in an essence, we could also say that we're releasing the lies that have been imprinted on us. Right. Yes. And I guess the question was getting to understand what would the expression of the divine essence, that energy, look like within the human experience? Because we still, we would still be in the limited mind body, right? Complex. I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. As we go through, we actually elevate in frequency as we shed this. And so, what would it look like? It would look like you're living more in the now being more present, being more uh, gratitude for just the experience. And you would find that you actually don't, because you're manifesting all that you need automatically, it's just kind of flowing to you, that everything has synchronicity and flow to it then. And you're literally, if you achieve to the highest level, you're just flowing through life and it's just synchronicity. And I'm not saying that there won't be moments that you're going to feel this earthly Hi. hug of war. Uh-huh, yes. It means that you're going to be elevated to the point that you understand it. You have a complete understanding of it. And so it is more of a blip on the page instead of a whole decade on the page. Mm. Yes. And And so (laughs) as you go through this, and some people call it, it's going from the third density, which is what we're in, to uh, the fifth density. And it is a way of going through, and it's kind of, if you're feeling time is speeding up, it is. Mm, And and this is is the process of of consciousness and experience and accelerating and going to these higher octaves. And when we go to the higher octaves, we can manifest much easily. And that's why I often tell my clients, be uh, careful what your thoughts are. Uh, You want to be careful because when we start to get Mm. into these higher frequencies or higher consciousness or higher way of just being in the now and, and being present, we also still have thoughts. But when we're living in that octave or that mode, we also manifest uh, in a much faster rate. And so our thoughts have energy and our thoughts are what manifests our reality, quite frankly. Wow. Yes. That makes me think about this dynamic, this dance of space and time. We can be easily, not easily perhaps, reprogrammed, but we can be programmed again. So from what you said, we need to be always vigilant, right, Janet, within the content of the mind and what's yeah. happening here. It's uh, important to be mindful yeah. and, and understand that if people could understand that the biochemical effects of your brain functioning, so if we're talking scientifically, it shows that your cells are affected by your very thoughts, which means that your thoughts have energy because your cells are energy. And so why wouldn't you have the greatest thoughts? Mm. And so this brings you to be really in the present moment. 
Wow, what an amazing work that you're doing, this work of clearing, unblocking, uncovering, right, Janet? How did you get to do this? What inspired you? How did you become you? Well, it wasn't it wasn't a choice at the, at yeah. the beginning. Yeah. Most of us who are decide to go into assisting others in this fashion, we're usually kind of shoved into it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, true. Something <laughs> happens to us. I always say we're shoved yeah. there. We we have huh. all the signs and we ignore the signs. And so finally something just pushes us there. You know, the universe, God pushes us there. And I had gone through a lot of things as a young child. I always questioned spirituality. I had been raised in um, a religious home. I actually came from eight generations of ministers, and I would always ask my dad questions about spirituality and spirits that walk the earth and people who had died and come back and what they saw. And we we would have great discussions about this. And as life went through, I shut it down and then got married, had uh, you know worked in the legal field and and uh, also, I was chairman of the board of a nonprofit education. I helped inner city hospitals. And through time, I ended up getting a divorce. And through the divorce, I got a lump, lump sum. And now I could help the underserved, both nonprofit and individual alike. I was very excited because I could make an impact on society. Um, with that, all of a sudden, everybody was attached to me for my money. And I couldn't say no. And then, uh, a financial advisor who was with a well-known international firm today made an investment outside the scope of the firm. And I lost a lot of money and I was sitting there going, what just happened? And I didn't know. I thought I'm not going to lose this, but I did know the statistics of arbitration, which is that you get a small sum of what, even if you win, you get small sum back. So in the end, he was disbarred, the company fined, the partner fined, and I only got 10% of what I lost. So I sat there and I thought, okay, I understand the frequency of energy. I understand quantum physics. I mean, Einstein said, put out there the frequency of the reality you wish for, and you can't help but bring that back to you. So I understood that. But what was it more? I thought it had to be more. So I started looking at myself, not at what was wrong to me, but what brought me to these people? What, what put me in front of this? And so I started studying epigenetics and epigenetics says that it is the imprinting from our ancestors passed down to our parents and our parents pass it to us from the time we're born to about seven years old, because we're in theta state. So we don't question anything. And then after that, it's our our um, friends, society, and anything catastrophic that happens to us that's going to dictate our reality, the way we live. So I started studying everything that had to do with that imprinting, the subconscious mind, and where that took me. Because I realized, oh, I came from eight generations of ministers who signed up to be economically challenged, who gave their last cents to the underserved, and who never had money to manage. And as I say, I don't want to take their journey away from them because that's honorable what they chose, but this wasn't what I chose. So I had to start looking at this imprinting and I started to have to look at fear and lack and the imprinting of money 
which I was taught through my family that money was the root of all evil, that um, rich people weren't kind, um, and that you give all your sense to the underserved, thus me working for the nonprofit and individuals and giving away all my money. And I still give, but not to your own detriment. Right. But uh, mm, I even yeah. had to look at the difference between being nice and kind. And, um, and so, so I studied neurolinguistic programming, hypnotherapy, theta healing, DNA reengineering, light code activation, uh, psyche, all these different techniques that could literally change your subconscious mind to, you know, like if it's fear to safety, security, and confidence in every situation. And it just took me down that rabbit hole. And I've probably investigated at least 40 different techniques to see what works, what doesn't work. Yeah, it sounds like a a long and I would say insightful journey uh, to go through all these processes, being open even, Janet, to uncover what is blocking us. So I guess the question that comes to mind now for me to you is what is the meaning of money? that you have in, in mind, in place as a belief system, and also the idea of success. Success is when you're happy with what you're doing to me. Success is when you're happy with your life. It doesn't matter what your job is, doesn't matter what money you're bringing in. Success to me is being what you desire in every area of your life. And it, it's different for everyone. And that's the beauty, I think, of the world, is that we all have a different view of success. As far as money goes or prosperity, I like to use the word prosperity too because prosperity covers money, but it also covers your health. It covers your success and how you feel in your job, your relationships. But money to me is energy. It's divine energy. And I wish for everybody to start looking at money as energy. It is an energetic vibration. I mean, everything does. Everything, 99.9% of everything on this earth, even if it's stationary, your table has energy. So money is no different. Yes. I have heard this before in the same interesting way, energy. In Somebody said, is that yeah. giving and receiving, energetic flow. Interestingly, that's the meaning. Some people kind of give the meaning to love, they say the same thing. So love is a giving and receiving. It's an energetic giving, receiving. And I heard, I heard about money, the same thing. Oh, so that's um, yeah, an interesting connection. I, I often right? say and, that if you're only giving, you're cutting off your receiving. So you're cutting off the flow. Mm, you yeah. have to understand that. Right. And I also right. tell my clients there, like when we're, when we're working with people, there should always be an energetic exchange. And it doesn't necessarily have to be money. That's why I say prosperity could be somebody saying, hey, mm. why don't you stay at my beach mm. house? You, you understand what I'm saying. So, so I always say that it's not just money. We need to look at prosperity as a whole. I like that better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I like that much better. Money is that, Prosperity right. is what I love you that. want. Not necessarily. Mm. I mean, as I said, mm. money yeah. comes in. If you look at the vibration of money or money is part of prosperity, and that's the more important thing is to um, put out the, the vibration for a higher level of prosperity. Right. Yeah, that's a beautiful concept. Talk to me about 
Gosh, we have so many questions here. <laughs> You're the creator and founder of Reprogram for Success and Quantum Consciousness Integration. So this is a program. Do you offer them online and in person, Janet? Also for groups, corporation? I offer it in group corporations. I do workshops with corporations. I also uh, schedule workshops. I actually have a couple of retreats coming up in 2024, which will be on my website in 2024. But um, I do a lot of individual training. I have a program that's uh, two months long, and I have another program that's extensive that's six months long, where I actually teach you the combinations of techniques that you ultimately can use on yourself and, and go through the whole process for yourself when you see that there's a outdated program. And I like to call it an outdated program when you see that you have an outdated program, mm -hmm. because as we go through this process, um, I know you asked me what's on my website, but I just have to say this as you go through the process, yeah, you yeah. will find that you're like an onion and you just keep peeling it back and peeling it back and peeling it back. So as you update it once, you may find that in a year you have to update it again, your belief system. And so I do have a, like I said, a two month program and a three month program or a six month program where I do teach uh, the six month. I teach them the actual quantum consciousness integration techniques. That sounds wonderful. So I'll have the link on this podcast profile. And then I know you just mentioned that will be updated 2024. Yes. You have the retreats there too. So are you also on social media, Janet? Facebook? I am not as I, I will tell people I'm not as active on social media. I have a lot of, I hold my clients very dear and, and even the process of what I do very close. So there are some things on there. There'll be more. I'm starting a podcast in 2024. Too. So there'll mm, be, the, there'll be, um, there'll be more mm. coming. It's, are you there yet? Uh, the quest for cosmic consciousness and out in 2024. Mm, yes. I love the name. It's very inspiring. And that's something that's very, uh, let's say, fascinating to me, that the journeys, right, the way we get to understand certain things, certain concepts, and even experiences, it, for me has been because of my history with the long history with trauma, it was getting to a place of wholeness first, getting to what you opened up the conversation with, um, a product of the divine. Like, what is the divine like? What is, I had to get, it's almost like getting to the end of the journey in order to understand the journey. So, it, yeah. Yes, Janet, you're about to say something. No, I said it's true. It, yeah, it felt this way for me, but it's not, it's different for, for everyone. So for me, it has been very interesting to look at the journey, let's say the past experiences I have had from that place it's a safe place that I can look now at the body, mind, and, and to just see how they operate and what's happening every day instead of the opposite. So maybe, 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 not sure with the history of trauma that I come from, that made it possible to look into the programming and the belief systems. Do you work with people with the same kind of patterns of thinking the way, like the way I do that I just described, or this is something yes. that... 
I, I deal with uh, what the way you described it is very familiar to me. Mm, um, yeah. I work with a lot, I do EMDR too. Right. The process that I do, which is used with a lot of people that experience severe trauma. Um, and I find that it's very um, helpful in shifting. Um, and I use it in a combination with about three other techniques. And, um, and it's, it's very effective. But I do understand what you're saying. And this is what I'd say to the listeners. We all, we all have our journey. We all have our experiences, whether they're um, traumatic, whether they're uncomfortable and unfortunate in some respects. But it does bring us all where we are today. And it brings us to a point where if we wouldn't have had those experiences, we might not be able to actually understand, have an understanding of certain other, I want to say opportunities or certain other um, beautiful events that will roll out in our lives. I had a lot of trauma as a child. I felt abandoned in my family. I, I was abandoned in a marriage and um, in all of that, I have found the love, the peace, the compassion in it all. Right. Giving meaning to suffering, right, Janet, in pain? It's, uh... Yeah. And, and, and I, I truly believe that this is part of our journey and this is part of our, I, I don't like using the word awakening, but it is part of our our. our trip to cosmic consciousness this mm. is this is our goal is is uh cosmic consciousness in this lifetime and in my in my opinion and all of these experiences bring us closer and bring us a closer understanding if we just allow ourselves if we allow her and sometimes and as you know it can be very painful going through the process but if we allow ourselves to go through this process, on the other side is pretty special. Ah, uh, yes. And that means feeling the feelings, right? Yeah. Not yeah. trying yeah. to escape any of it. It means sitting. It means uh, sitting. I it means yeah. sitting in the feeling, which can be really uncomfortable. And the best way I can say it is I brought up being abandoned as a child and abandoned in a marriage. and. I, I remember having a conversation with my son and um, I felt like we were rubbing all the time. And I thought, okay, I'm not going to look at him. And I say this to everybody, look at yourself first. Don't look at the other person. What is it? What is the feeling I'm feeling? And I actually had to sit in the feeling of abandonment. And I said, oh my gosh, I'm feeling this feeling of abandonment. I felt that when I was a kid, I felt that as an adult. And I feel that now with him. But he's not abandoning me. He's just growing up. He was becoming an adult. And so sometimes we can have these feelings. We can be triggered by these feelings when actuality, that's not really what's happening to us. But there is some portion in the event that makes us go back to that memory. And it, it can be painful. But once you work through it, you're just like, oh, that's what it is. Oh, I'm good now. Mm. And it's it's the realization. Yes. Yes. That's what trauma really is, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. It keeps replaying itself. I wonder if it ever goes away, though, because from my experience, it still happens. Something here gets triggered, level of the mind, and yes, and then I can see and reframe what's happening right away. So I don't let it just go on and express itself in an unhealthy way. But it doesn't seem to go away, though. Have Have you seen some of your clients or yourself having this experience of kind of being triggered, in, um, even though you, we think we are healed? Well, it's way. funny that you said that. <laughs> I, I kind of look at, um, personally, I look at things a little bit differently. I always think that we live in parallel universes. So for me, some of the events that happened to me were on a different parallel universe that I'm on now, which is a totally different discussion than what we're talking about. But that's how I look at it. But I, I think my experience just with my clients and, um, is that you'll always probably remember the trauma in some sort of way. Um, and that, I mean, you said it well in the fact that you're able to now release it pretty fast when it's triggered. Like it's, and, and I think that the more you understand the techniques and tools and, and pass through this the less and less it will trigger you. And to the point where it won't trigger you, you'll know that it happened to you, but it won't trigger anything in you anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's so it's not a, completely erasing it. If you know what I mean? Yes. Um, it's, yeah. it's, but it's, it's knowing that it, it doesn't have that effect on you anymore because you're, you're the best way I can say it is you've gone through all the tools and techniques now to the point where you're at a different vibration, a different octave. So it doesn't, it doesn't affect you that way anymore. Yes. Yes. That has been my experience, which is fascinating to see that I remember having this desire, this goal to come to this space, this place that was perfect and traumaless, trauma-free, but it doesn't really, it has been realized. And I, and I just, I ask right. the question here over and over, is that possible? You know, some people have been through like a lot of trauma too, have done so much work. And I often get the answer that it doesn't go away, uh, not completely. But I have interviewed some people here. I have done some of the techniques that you have. Let me see. Yeah, NLP. NLP, yeah, Neuro Linguistic Programming. Right, and them, they sound different to me. I mean, they really say, they state confidently that everything goes away. There's no residue of trauma anymore. So uh, that's interesting because I think that you still remember it, but you don't feel it. And that's what I'm trying to say is that you'll remember that something happened to you, but you, and that's what I was trying to say before, but because of, of going through the therapy or neuro-linguistic programming, or which movement integration, or anything like that, that when you go start going through that, you're releasing it. It's like an onion to the point where it doesn't trigger you anymore. It's, it's there. I mean, it's a memory. And that's when I often talk about parallel universes. I also believe in that. Um, I think we are constantly shifting in it. And if anybody doesn't understand start thinking of deja vu or driving down the freeway and saying, I never noticed that before, but you've driven down that freeway 10 times, or I mean, for 10 years. Um, it's, we're always shifting. 
Yes. And this is because of this deeper understanding that we are energy. Yes. So we're just free. It's consciousness. It's everywhere. It's not just within the body, but everywhere. It's everywhere. Yes. I love that approach, uh, Janet. I know you work with reprogramming and lots of the healing modalities, but I love how you go back to those fundamentals. This, you know, the, the, the absolute reality, consciousness, this cosmic energy. So that just resonates so true to me. I cannot really see, maybe I can go back to the, the vision of being a human only, of body, mind. I just, that's now where I live. My energy is just so, not that I am, in a sense, the body, mind, they're here. It's an experience, but it's not what I am. So, yeah, that really has been sta- stabilized, established in a way that it's so hard to go back and even understand some some people around me who believe that they are the body mind only and they believe that this is it. So it's such an such a, an interesting dance because we have to move, right? Those energies too, they feel very dense to me. Well, what I would say, I understand what you're saying. What I'd say about that is we've all chosen our journeys. Mm. Mm. We've all chosen on a consciousness right. level. Uh, we have all chosen our journeys, yeah. and some people have chosen to stay. They, everyone has a chance to get out of the denseness, but some just choose to stay in the comfort of that. Right. So that's a choice for them to stay that and way. It's a choice. I mean, the one thing—the one thing that we have been given—is wow. yeah. free will and choice. Yeah. And those are huge gifts. Mm. Huge. It's part of the experience, right? Or the, ex- of- or the experiment of existence, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, wow, how interesting. You know, one of the things that you said earlier about uh-huh. being grateful in a way for the, the past experiences that we have had, the painful yeah. ones. For some reason, that I have a hard time kind of thinking that way. Maybe because I'm always, I was always trying to find the root cause of the the human suffering. Why did I suffer so much when I was a child? It doesn't make sense that I chose this. And I have heard so much, you know, free will. And <laughs> how could I have chosen this? Just, this is a nightmare. Yeah, I understand wow. that. I can, I can relate to that question. You can, I right, can, Janet? Right. Yeah. Many people, many people listening, probably almost everyone that listens to you can, can, uh, can relate to that because you say, well, why did I choose this? Well, um, you chose it to expand or to elevate in an octave or, or to in your uh, journey, as I say, in your journey to cosmic consciousness. And it's kind of, are, are you there yet? We are always journeying towards cosmic or Christ consciousness, whichever you'd like to call it. And to me, that is our journey. Our journey is basically going home. And because we are, we are ultimately part of Christ consciousness and Christ consciousness is in us, but we want to, we're journeying home to the pure form of that. And, um, and we've all cho- chosen to have this earthly experience. Uh, yes. You see. It's been our choice. And, so it can be a gift, but I mean, sometimes we do question when we've come from a traumatic upbringing and to think that when a lot of people say we chose the families, we chose to go through this, we chose this, that we can sit back. But this is what 
why I talk about reprogramming because that's a choice too. And so when we that that's why I circle back to that. When we start to choose to reprogram our subconscious mind, we are journeying. Now we're we're journeying closer to cosmic consciousness because we're deciding that's not that behavior or that belief or that um, thought um, isn't or that emotion is not of the highest frequency or is not of the level that I want to be at, and it's not producing a to live, and so it's a limiting belief or a limiting emotion, and so. We have a choice to actually change fear to safety, security, and confidence in every given situation, or to choose a lack mindset to an, a, a magnet abundant mindset. Um, these are choices, and you definitely can change your subconscious mind and have that in there. Yes, that's very encouraging to hear for all of us that it, it can be changed. I guess my um, understanding has been that because we are energy, we are this essence already. There's no separation. We already what we are looking for, basically. So now it's um, for me mm -hmm. has been the integration of that knowledge of that realization into the body mind and that takes time. <laughs> so see, I see it in a, a slightly different way, right, Janet? But it's the same thing. It's not, it's not different. We are, we are talking about the same ideas in processes even. It's go, but my, my case is just realizing that I'm already it. So there is a sense of calm and peace already here. Well, you've already done a lot of, you, you've gone through a lot of the process, but for, for people Thinking about it, that could be daunting. Right. You see? Yeah. yeah. I understand yeah. exactly what you're saying. Uh, and, yes. And I believe the same thing you're saying. I, I believe that. But there was probably a point in my life that it was very hard to believe. <laughs> yes, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm just going to say that to those to those. Um, I often say that the... I, I heard somebody say the beatings will continue until morality improves. And I thought that was an interesting thing for them to say. And I would like to say it a little bit different that our superconscious or our, our higher self wants the best for us. And our higher self is the divine or, or, um, you know, God and what we're part of because we have that light inside us of the divine. And when we hear the higher, when we hear the voice say, don't do that. And we're like, but I want to do that. Don't do that. But I want to do that. So then you learn that lesson. And then the, and then, so you don't learn the lesson I, I meant to say. And so you have the lesson come back in a, in a stronger form. And then it brings you down again. And then you have the lesson again. Are you going to listen to us this time? Because your higher self is always speaking to you. And so I thought that was interesting when they said, when we start, when we start, when they said, talk about the morality improving, when we start saying, yes, I'm part of that, that infinite source. Yes. Like you're, like you're talking. I know it brings a calm to me. That's when they're going to get the calm. When they understand it, what you're saying. And that's why you feel the calm because you are fully connected. 
Oh my God, I love, I mean, I love hearing that from you. It sounds wonderful, doesn't it? It almost feels like a destination, but I know it's not. It's not, um, it's a journey. Yeah. It's still the journey because we're still on the quest for, um, you still have questions that you are asking and you're constantly, otherwise you wouldn't be doing your podcast. So you're still asking these questions of people. So it's still your journey for cosmic consciousness. But at the same point, you've already, you've found a peace in your connection. And to me, this is the journey that most of the people are trying to make right now is that peace in knowing that they are, um, that they are fully a piece of the divine and that they can rest in the knowledge of that and be in the now and experience the beauty and gratitude for the now and understand that our thoughts do produce our reality. And so to have only the best thoughts about ourselves and about the reality that's in front of us. Mm. Oh, wow. I felt like a, a guided meditation, Janet, <laughs> what you just said. Um, yes. Yeah, that's it. And we talked before off record about all this. And I remember you saying that, yeah, most people don't, they're not yet there. And I remember also, I don't know if you said or somebody else did about, oh yeah, a friend of mine. Yeah. And Johanna, she said that sometimes we need to get to realize certain things like, at this physical reality, get to um, some desires, let's say, um, materialized in order to believe even or to be open to this, you know, idea, this concept that you're already what you're looking for. So mm -hmm. I remember she, she was saying that to me. She works with um, uh, the law of attraction, I believe. Oh, yeah. Quantum, quantum. Oh, yeah. Quantum leap. Yes. Is that similar to what you I think it's similar to what you do which is quantum, oh, what is consciousness it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yes, quantum consciousness integration. It's, it's very similar. So listening to you kind of reminds me of her. So I want to thank you for your beautiful expression in this reality. Again, I know we talked before about this. I love how you are embodying what you believe in and passing that on to others. There's something universal about that. There's something divine about that, this movement of helping others to realize it too, because it's almost as if we already have understood that um, we are interconnected, that we are one with all, oh, yeah. everything there yeah. is. So why not well, <laughs> help this reality? I think, I think it's really important for people to understand, especially in this time and age, what we do to one, we do to ourselves mm, because we yes. are all one. Yes. And when you yes. understand that, and also I would lastly say to people yeah. that one of the most important things at this time is to be in service of others. And I'm not saying that you have to have a job that's totally in service, of, but just figure yourself that you're always in service to others, that um, the way we talk to people um, is in service to others. The way we treat people is in service to others. Um, if we have that attitude, that we're here to be in service to each other. Um, boy, humanity would excel, uh, kind of catapult their way to cosmic consciousness in a much faster fashion. Yes, yes. I, I see. That's exactly how I see it. There's something about it. And it's not even a, a choice. doesn't no. feel like a choice to me, right, Jen? It's almost like a, something that's innate 
that just is a choiceless choice. I well, it's, who, it's it's the true es- essence, the authentic essence of who you are, and that's who we're all meant to be. It is the authentic part of us, our truest essence, is to be a one. Is to be one, and so I, I just wish that everybody would adhere to that, understand that when we're rude to somebody, we're rude to ourselves. When when we aren't kind or or uh, generous um, in some respects, then we're doing it to ourselves. And so, my last message to everyone is: love is a choice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying we have to hang out. There are people that may not mesh with your frequency or whatever, but have love and compassion for everyone and everything, including plants, is is a choice that you can make. Yes, uh, that's a beautiful vision, message, and and everything else in between. Uh, Thinking about the deeper side of us, uh, the unconscious even, (laughs) listening to that. Thank you so much, Janet, again. And before we say goodbye for today, I want to mention your website, JanetElaineSchmidt.com. Are you on social media as well? I am. I'm on Instagram. It's JanetElaineSchmidt.com. I'm on LinkedIn also. You can find me there at JanetElaineSchmidt.com. Okay. Instagram, LinkedIn. I have those links. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. You're about to say another one, Janet. Another. Oh, no, no, no. no. I'm on YouTube too. I I have a videos on there that can um, describe what quantum physics and epigenetics is in layman's terms. Wonderful. I'll have those links on your podcast profile. Thank you so much again for your presence and we'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn more about Janet Elaine Schmidt and her work, please visit JanetElaineSchmidt.com. To learn more about this podcast, please visit fitforjoy.org slash podcast. Thank you again for listening and bye for now.